Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. The creature turns its eyes to each of you. So you have chosen death. Its eyes focus on you. Magic rays shine out. You're blasted against the wall and you are slowed down. Tokus sleeps, whips out his lightning lure. Your whip wraps around the goth. You pull it down to your level. I'd like to make a sugar bomb attack. The goth reels back. It's blinking, trying to shake this powder out of its eyes. Eight piercing damage. So you load your crossbow and take one shot straight through its central eye. You see a small pile of treasures. Guys, I could mage hand these things. Do we want an item of reverse gravity? Reversed gravity rope. Well, let's go back to town then. You spend the rest of the day journeying towards Nanept and arrive triumphantly in the city. Do we, like, go around, like, rubbing it in people's faces? Guess who's iron now? <laughs> you thought you thought we'd never amount to anything. Like, we, like, go to all our old neighbors and friends and thought we would never yeah. amount to anything. Like, we rub it in their faces. And those who are riding by random people in the crowd or people on the streets who aren't facing us, we ride up behind them and go, Ha-ha! <laughs> and they make them jump. Ha-ha, <laughs> we are triumphant. <laughs> we slayed the beast. <laughs> the kingdom is safe. Okay, well, you still need to make your report at the Sapphire Saber. That's the first place we go. And we bring back the little eye stock goggles that I created as proof <laughs> of our victory. Anyone who gets in the way, we push them out of the way on our path <laughs> to victory. Or we scare them with the googly eyes. Or we scare them, yeah. <laughs> out of the way, this is guild business. We, like, start giving the guild a really bad <laughs> reputation. So we ride up to the guild, we tether our mounts, and then we go up to the right place. Yeah, wasn't one of the reasons we originally joined the guild because we wanted to be vigilantes and it gave us some manner of those rights? Like, it, it gave us sort of, like, a, some minor privileges. At your rank, it allows you privileges essentially equal to town guard. At iron or at, at oh, bronze? Oh, at iron? At, at bronze. Oh, wow. At, uh, iron's basically the same thing. Okay. It doesn't start getting more advanced until you hit steel. All right. But this is a milestone for us, Thane. You're like, it's basically the same thing. <laughs> well, in terms of your privileges within Ormog. The town. Mm. Oh, okay. It's basically the same. They're like filthy iron. I guess at least you're not bronze scum, but you're still <laughs> boot scum. Like, because remember, bronze members are also referred to as boot scum. So what are iron members called? Probably like boot leather. We are, though, we're, it's almost like we're, we're town guards, except we just don't get paid for being town guards. Yeah, so. we're volunteers. Yeah. Freelancers. It's, it's a privilege. Well, let's, uh, let's turn in that report, shall we? Cadets? Yeah, let's mosey on in there. And Tokus has written up a ten-page report on a battle report, if you will. I slam it on the table. <laughs> or, or I slam it on the bar table. Read it and slam. weep, the Drake! I think you'll like what you read in here. Check it out. Actually, you could just skim it, but that is our full report. <laughs> yeah, if you want, we can just give you the, <laughs> the basic rundown here. So you've finished the mission then? 
I. Yes. Yes, we have. Looks good. And Stripey slides a little Cliff Notes version of Tokus's 10-page report onto the, the bar, and it's just like one scrap of paper. And it's just like, like paw two prints. thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Like bullet points, but like next to the bullet points are scratches and paw prints. Well, I'm glad to see you could handle it. I will convene the council tomorrow morning, and we will meet together, deliberate, and if all goes well, you should receive your new rank tomorrow. There's a possibility they say no. Well, if you read through the procedures... Which we definitely did before we signed all that paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) What's the fine print, Drake? Once you have been given your test and completed it, then all of the members who provided and approved the test, so myself and the three who I chose, will vote to decide whether the applicants will advance or not. Well, are they going out tonight? Maybe we could get them a drink or something. (laughs) (laughs) Little inter-guild bribery. Yeah, maybe we could make sure they're super hungover and have headaches and are in a bad mood tomorrow morning. That would be helpful. <laughs> when they have to grade us. <laughs> you know what, Drake? Mm-hmm. You've been so awesome, and like Tokus, like tries to turn on his swagger that he doesn't have. You've been you've been great. In fact, let me go ahead and make a uh, charisma roll here. <laughs> I'd, I'd advise against that. <laughs> All right. So that is a two, which is a zero. <laughs> and like like Tokus tries to lay it on thick like Drake man you're like you're my favorite barkeep and like he's just totally you see through it I imagine yeah he actually hates you worse now you're very obviously attempting flattery and flattering him in all the wrong ways <laughs> like yeah man you've been putting on you look terrible. But have you been putting on weight? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I said that backwards. I'm sorry. I'm still getting over the reverse gravity. Listen, we got some magical items we want to turn in, so we're going to go do that. See ya. <laughs> Later. All right, be sure to be there at 10 bells. We will. 10 precisely. 10 bells. At Council Chamber B. Okay. 10 bells, Council Chamber Sweet. B. Got it. I always forget where I park my car. If uh, I love that they have those little letters and numbers up on the big signs so that you can remember. 10B. We're going to parking spot 10B. Got it. Uh, no, it's at 10 bells at 10 o'clock. Yeah, whatever the Drake. We'll see you in the morning. <laughs> yeah, see you later. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought he was talking about the time. <laughs> Slam the door in his face. Why do we have to report in there? Are they going to interview us? Yeah, they're going to make a determination on our ranks. We have to, like stand there and like look all official like act like we're military or something we're all mm-hmm. like yes sir yeah. and be interrogated yeah it's like reporting for court yep okay well i'm gonna press my suit tonight <laughs> okay yeah that's a good <laughs> your idea one your suit of armor set of clothes that you own my one suit yeah <laughs> which suit did you think i was talking about <laughs> but let's let's turn in those magic items right yeah Let's do it. I reluctantly remove my armor, and I tell the person at the magic item station, I say, I really, really hope that this armor produces muffins. So if there's, <laughs> if there's anything you could do to help it. Well, actually, can you remove it? Because we thought it might be cursed. Can, can he actually peel it off his skin? Oh, yeah. Am I able to take it off? Does it take your skin with it? Yeah, it comes off fine. Okay, yeah, it takes, I can take it off. Okay. So, it's 10 gold to identify a magic item at bronze level, and at steel level it's free, but while I didn't write anything for iron level, I think it would make sense to cut it in half, so it'll be 5 gold if you wait till your iron to get your items identified. 
Yeah, maybe we should mm. wait. Can't we also maybe uh, figure it out on our own? Let's wait. So ten gold at bronze, five gold at iron, and free at that's steel. steel. Yeah, so maybe we wait till tomorrow, or maybe we wait till we're steel and try to just figure out what, <laughs> figure out what it does on our own. <laughs> and it'll probably take a few days too. Identifying it will take a few days. Yeah, and giving it to them to identify, you have to wait in line, basically. Yeah. Until uh, get around to it. We've figured out what magic items do before, just at our own peril. Yeah, but those were like basic, like, candles and cook pots and fireballs, not like actual armor and stuff. I say we still play around with them, though. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> stand right there, Shaba, and Tokus puts his, puts or not his, but I'll put the gauntlets on. <laughs> And I'll okay. say, don't move. How about if you're going to do this, go to the training room? Oh, yeah. Okay. Go to the training room. Yeah. Okay. I'll uh, I'll stand up against the wall and uh, and say, all right, web me. Wait, what? All right. I take oh. out the wand and I point it at Shaba and I say, Avada Kedavra. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, dude, that's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like the kind of magic word that someone might say if they're trying to shoot webs out of a wand. <laughs> Make an arcana check. Wouldn't it be like Arachnus Paconus or something? Like, Probably. I feel like it needs to have like a spider theme. Yeah. Arcana of 14. You try out several of the magic phrases and words that you know, swinging the wand around, pointing it at him, and trying all of the things you're familiar <laughs> with. Finally, you find one that triggers it, related to spiders and webs and such. And this gigantic spider web bursts forth and covers Shaba and the wall and floor to ceiling. <laughs> oh, sweet. Awesome. Like, look, guys, I can't even get out. Look. <laughs> I'm stuck. That's so cool. Guys, I'm stuck oh, against the wall. Isn't this great? I run over and start tickling him. <laughs> this is great. Awesome. Absolutely have to stop. <laughs> Alright, now Shaba, make a strength save to try to break out. I can't. I, li- I literally cannot get out of this thing. Well, you know, I'm pretty tired. Aslo, aren't you tired too? Let's go. Hey, Stripey, why don't you come with us? Let's all go to bed. Yeah, let's go grab a snack. <laughs> wait, wait, guys. Guys, come we'll back. We'll see you in the morning. Guys, come back. <laughs> I can't get out of this thing. Seriously. Alright, alright, hang on. Let's not waste this opportunity. And while he's plastered against the wall, put on the gauntlets, and I'm going to give Shaba a nice one-two right in the gut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this isn't fun anymore. Guys, seriously. Do I get to roll an attack roll? <laughs> so it behaves as the web spell. Okay. Alright, just saved ourselves five gold there. It fills up a 20 foot cube of webs. What was the keyword? Ooh. Was it something like Arachnus Spellacalarmus or something? Mm-hmm. Something like that? I feel like the first word has to be Arachnus. <laughs> it is now. Sure. But then, like, you make up a different second word every time. Range 60 feet, 20-foot cube. Web is one of the most under... I was watching a YouTube video the other day, just to give you the context of this comment, and it was, like, the top 20 or 25 underrated spells in D&D. Web was, like, number three. Wow. Because it's Mm. easily learned early on, and it's not a waste of a spell learning later in the game. Hmm. I can't remember exactly why. It has something to do with... Just how the spell works. <laughs> yeah, you're a DM, Thane. You probably could understand why they really like web. It's definitely a good crowd control and sometimes utility exploration spell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the video had like a crowd control theme to it. That's what it was. It was literally like the top uh, 
crowd control spells of D and D thing. So, hmm. and hideous laughter was one of them. It's like one of the best ones, apparently. Mm. Low level. Hypnotic pattern seems pretty cool too. I've never actually seen it like used to great effect, but it seems like it would be good for that. What is it, Brian? What does it say under web for? Um, do they have to make a save to not be trapped by it? Or strength check to uh, break out. Deck save to not be restrained. Mm. Okay. Oh, so if they are under the web, they have to strength check to break through the web, and then they have to dex to walk over the web. Is that what you're saying? No. It's If you start your turn in the webs or enter them, then you make a dex save. If you fail, you're restrained. If you succeed, I guess you're fine. So when you're, when you're the restrained status is when you need to make a strength check. Yeah, and once you're restrained, you make a strength check to escape. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then you're back to dex saving as long as you move through it. Yeah, well, you may only make the save, the dex save once per round. Right. No, I'm with you. Someone should put on those gauntlets and do something that requires dexterity. I was going to punch you, Shaba. I thought you did. <laughs> yeah, I did sock him right in the gut. What happens? First off, as you pull the, the second gauntlet on... You feel your muscles tense up and your shirt and your armor kind of feel tight underneath you. Ooh. Hocus, you're looking awfully muscular there. Have you been working out? Chaba, just take it like a man. Have you been doing extra push-ups? And I release a punch right into his gut. Oh, that hurts more than when you usually punch me, Tokus. <laughs> you're still, like, unfazed. <laughs> no, I, that hurt. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, if you're doing an actual attack. Yeah, yeah, I want to do an actual attack. Um, okay. <laughs> We're in town. You'll heal yourself. It's fine. Shaba takes five points of damage. Oh. Nice. Oh, I rolled an 18. I'm going to try to make a strength save to get out of this web. Wait, how much did I deal? <laughs> you did five points of damage. Of unarmed damage? I got a 17 on my strength save. Okay, you can break out. All right. I get out of the web, and I'm like, oh, man, that was a really solid punch, Tokus. Good job. I'm rubbing my... My stomach. You do feel noticeably stronger, like a lot stronger. <sighs> wow. My gauntlets of ogre strength or something. Yeah, what is your strength, yeah. Tokus? Isn't it like a 17, 16? My strength is a 14, actually. I'm not all that strong. Oh, a 14. Okay, wow. Yeah, these, ga- these must be gauntlets of something, some creature's strength. But what creature that is, we'll never know unless mm. we get it identified. How much stronger do I feel with them? How would you say like, maybe four points more like a stronger. 16 <laughs> or like an 18? Not going to tell you exactly. Okay. Those we probably need to get identified. We've got to shell out the gold. Yeah. Give us a ballpark within like the ones place uh, <laughs> range there. Or I could just be left in the dark and just use them. These are cool. I don't really want to let them go. They're mine. It might get a bit <laughs> tedious trying to keep track of that unknown stat increase, though. That's very true. I think that's worth the five gold. And you know what? Since I'm probably going to be using them, why don't I? I don't have very much money. It's whatever. I'll front it. All right. I'll pay for the gauntlets. And then what was the third item? Amulet. Amulet. That's right. With the blood red stone. So we'll definitely have to get that. Uh, I'll try putting the amulet on. You begin to suffocate. <laughs> you turn into a dragon. You don't feel anything. Okay. When you put it on. Let's see. Someone shoot something at me. Gladly. Gladly. 
<laughs> Jinx. Wait, wait, Jinx. hold on. <laughs> Both Tokus and I level our weapons at you. Yeah, I'll shoot a fire vial. Someone else from the next training area over shoots at you also. <laughs> hey! Okay. I wasn't talking to you. With stripey Hoxalugi at him. Alright, I take a shot at Aslo. Uh, I rolled a two. I will also shoot so. at Aslo. <laughs> Oh, I rolled a natural one. Dang it. Guys, I think the amulet's working. It's increasing my armor class or something. <laughs> I just missed. <laughs> amulet of missile deflection. Tokus, let's take another volley. <laughs> Wait, no, no, I was kidding. Don't shoot me again. All right, here we uh, go. That's a 22. Round two. <laughs> Ooh. And I mark Aslo as my prey. That was No, wait, I only have nine hit points there. left. Seriously. That is a 20. I deal exactly nine and drop Aslo to zero. <laughs> Okay. All right, and another two points from me. Aslo collapses to the ground unconscious. Oh, man. Uh, Guys, I don't have cure wounds anymore, so... I think we just made an oopsie tickets. Well, we're we're oh, in yeah, the guild. Somebody here knows first aid. Is there a cleric around? Is there a healer? Please, I'll make my first somebody death help! Save. Our friend has died! Actually, you won't. I won't. Because I'm exactly at zero? Not because of that, but as he's lying on the ground, you see that the blood that from the wound starts to clot up, and <sighs> he ceases bleeding. What? What? <laughs> Is this an amulet of natural amulet healing? Of regeneration. Regeneration. Maybe it's just an amulet of... Um, uh, stabilizing? Like of stabilization. stabilization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, how many hit points does Aslo feel like he has? <laughs> <laughs> He's unconscious. <laughs> yeah, if you could give me a ballpark in the, like, ones uh, place range. We might need this one also identified, Chaba. Yeah. I mean, he. Uh, in fairness, he asked us to shoot him, right? I mean, it sounded like he was waving his arms and saying something else at, toward the end there. He might have been saying, yeah, please definitely shoot me again. Do it again, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, I just was just doing... I mean, he's my boss, right? He's our boss. We have to do what he says. So even if we're not exactly sure that what he's saying is what we think that he's saying. Um, but anyway, we should probably get him to a, a, a medic, I think. So... I'll pick up Aslo and we'll carry him and we'll carry him around and shout, Hey, anybody around here uh, know how to cure people? Anybody? Anybody? We got a dying friend here. Yeah, we accidentally we accidentally died our boss. We were doing some uh, training exercises. Yeah, a training accident. It went a training gone wrong. One of these training instructors walks over, takes a look at him. Oh yeah, I just took a level in cleric last week. He'll be fine. He looks over his wounds and says, we took a beating there, but I think he'll be fine. He should wake up in, you know, a few hours or so. Oh, a few hours. All right, well. I don't remember how long it actually takes up to takes to wake up when you're stable. But he's not dying or anything, Mr. Instructor? No, he should be fine. He'll pull through. <laughs> oh, okay, well, thanks. Thanks for that nonchalant answer. And then you roughhouse him and sling him over your shoulder and we <laughs> yeah. go on our way. Yeah, we take his key card to his uh, extra dimensional room and go Teet! and uh, bring him in and toss him on the bed and say, sweet dreams, Aslo, we got a big day tomorrow. It's your little the pins that you wear. Yeah. Rest up, good buddy. Yeah, I'll also sign off and sign into my room, too. Yeah, and then I'll go into my room, stripey. Okay, as you stop by Aslo's room... It's been ransacked. Extra dimensionally. There's a note from the extra dimensional cult. Oh no, there's a care pack on the bed. It's like a little like Easter basket. <laughs> <laughs> you see 
a large brown paper package has been Ooh. left inside the room, sitting on the floor. I knew it. It was something good. Is it tied up with string? <laughs> it is tied up with string. Wow, sweet. That's the other campaign that we're making all the Sound of <laughs> yeah, Music right. jokes, references. We have to take that one back. <laughs> yeah, our bonus campaign specifically for our wonderful patrons, by the way, is what that is referring to. Patrons of our Patreon, which is uh, at patreon.com slash damageguild. Go check it out. Yep, and if you want to listen to that extra adventure, you have to consider signing up. If you want to hear all of the Sound of Music references. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a real You're, mi- you're missing out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we actually just reenact the entire movie uh, start to finish. Yeah, plus lots of great jokes. About the sound of music. <laughs> There's nothing on the package to indicate who might have sent it. <gasps> it's a birthday present, Aslo. Open it. Or it's a bomb. I'm unconscious. Is it addressed to Aslo because it's at his room? There's no writing anywhere. Tokus. Let him open it. It's his gift, Shaba. Is it in his room or on his doorstep? It's in his room. because you. Oh, yeah, because the same door changes <laughs> to everybody's room. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's, um, let's wrap his arms around it so that when he wakes up, he'll be... Embracing his brown paper package. Well, actually, Shaba, you know what we could do? We we could kind of puppeteer his fingers and like it's still Aslo that's opening it, but maybe we mm, get to see it first. I like the cut of your jib there, Tokus. <laughs> I like where you're going with this. Yeah, I'm into it. So I will make a sleight of hand check <laughs> with your with your brute gauntlets on to open. No, I take the gauntlets off. And my other and my other gauntlets off. Am I wearing double gauntlets when I wore those? <laughs> oh, wait, do you have do you have a second pair of magic gloves just for his armor? No, I'm just saying my normal armor had gauntlets incorporated, didn't it? Well, these would replace those. All right. Yeah, you'd have to put these on underneath. Well, I take off all of the gloves I'm wearing. Yeah, this had to go on underneath your violet too. That's true. We'll figure it out later. All right. So, slide a hand check. Ooh, 19. Mm. 20. Okay. Okay. I'd say that means that Asla opens that package. <laughs> yeah, but he opens it. I'm just pulling the strings. That's exactly what I just said. Asla opens that package. So, no, he's pulling the strings and you're pulling his hand to pull the string. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you open the package and inside you find three sets of black robes. <gasps> one large Ooh. and two small. Each one bears a barely visible insignia in dark red over the left breast and has dark red lining in the hood. Oh, I think I know what these are. As you look through the clothes, a scrap of paper slips out and falls to the floor. Oh, she came through for us. She came through. Oh, yeah. Pick up that piece of paper and give it a little read. Sure. The paper contains a short message. Pardell, Oakfeld, the felled oak. Next new moon, midnight. And then in quotes, the brilliant dawn follows the deepest night. Oh, my. Uh, (laughs) I check my sundial. When is the next new moon? It's basically the full moon right now. So you've got two weeks. Uh, Where is Pardell? Pardell is southwest of Waspel and also borders the Iron Fang tribe. Uh Uh-oh. Are we going straight into a war zone? Yep. Orcs. Uh. Waspel is being invaded currently. Yes. So you'd have to pass through that if you were to go on foot. Holy shnikes. To get into Pardell. How do we go on not foot? Yeah, I was going to say, what other choice do we have? You're right at the bay. You could take a ship, potentially. We could. We might have to do that. Mm. We also have two weeks to get there, so... That's true. Pardell Oakfeld, the felled oak. Next new moon, midnight. 
The brilliant dawn follows the deepest night. Felled Oak, that must be the name of the uh, inn or meeting place. Must be. Or it's near Pardell and Oakfield and there's a downed tree. Well, it's capitalized, so I think that's a place name. Well, maybe it's a very important downed tree shop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that felled oak of legend. Why would you name your tavern the felled oak? Because maybe you like oak trees that aren't standing up anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> notice that it's oak field and felled oak. Oak, 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 oak felled oak and felled oak. Oak felled and felled F-E-L-D. Oak. Yeah, so maybe you would name your tavern the felled oak because you're in a place called Oakfeld. And you want to stay uh, on theme. That's like the neighborhood yeah. of Pardell. No, well, Pardell is probably okay. the kingdom, and Oakfeld is the town in the kingdom. Ah, there you go. And the, the Feld Oak is the place in the town in the kingdom. The brilliant Dawn Follows the Deepest Night. And the Brilliant night. Dawn Follows the Deepest Night is a nice haiku that they've written for us, just to inspire us. I think that's just a, a metaphor for the world at large, in which oh, the okay. kingdom <laughs> Let's just lies. Let's ignore that part altogether. Yeah, I don't think that's important. It doesn't seem, since it's in quotes, it probably, you, you can probably skim over that. Yeah. So. It's just the flavor text. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's flavor text. text. <laughs> it's in italics too, right? Yeah, nobody except for, what's the, is it a Spike or a Johnny or a, who reads the flavor text? <laughs> it's probably a Timmy thing. Yeah. But listen, listen. These are coordinates, Shaba. Pardell Oakfeld, the felled oak. The time is the next new moon at midnight. The keyword to let them know that we're one of them is the brilliant dawn follow the deepest night. That was my assumption, is that it's like some kind of passphrase. Mm-hmm. Yep. She did come through for us. I think she even mentioned a, a password or a passphrase okay. when we talked to her. Yeah. Because they think that when the emperor is raised from the dead that it'll be like a dawn and that we're in the deepest night or something yeah maybe anyway maybe. i throw mine on hey how do i look shaba you look scary like a like a cultist yeah I put the hood over you look like i want to kill you if i didn't know it was you i would probably slash out oh no no it's me it's me oh, i pulled the hood phew. back it's i me. thought you were a cultist <laughs> Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> is that convincing? Close one. Oh, what if we... Dr oh, this would be a great prank. Is he still asleep? Aslo, you can... You wake up while they're talking about this. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I was going to say we put him in his clothes. I quickly get a, on a, the other robe and we both stand over his bed with our <laughs> yeah. arms folded. Yeah. I pull out my sword and put it to your throat. You, cultist. No, no, no. We put him in his new robes, too. But we're all in the robes. Uh, yeah. And I want to see his reaction. Aha, while you were knocked out. Oh, no. I turned into a cultist while I was asleep. You became a cultist in your sleep. Do we have one for Stripey, too? Dang it. No, there are only three. But I could I could probably uh, sew one up real quick if I had the correct fabric. <laughs> I should ask Almar Veckling if he's got this type of fabric anywhere in his stores. You do know that, that insignia that I mentioned is very detailed. It's hard to see at a distance, but it's like one single dark red thread woven in this pattern mm. throughout it. Hmm, okay. It would be hard hmm. to replicate without a skilled seamstress or tailor. Well, nobody would be paying attention to Stripey that closely anyway. I'll touch the insignia. Do I sense any dark magic? I make an arcana check. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure it's just an insignia to be recognized by. You sense a thread count of at least 300, Tokus. 
I just got a 20! I got a natty 20! Yeah, you can't detect magic with Arcana, unfortunately. Um, You also don't see that the symbol itself has any sort of magical significance. Okay, Mm. that's what I wanted to know. Not a wasted roll. We do have a wand of detect magic. That's true. No, I don't think the robes themselves are magical. I just wanted to know if the insignia did anything. Mm. All right, well, let's get some shut-eye. By the way, who's holding the wand of detect magic? Uh, not me. I don't have anything written down on my character sheet. <laughs> um, I was going to say, too, we should uh, make sure we divvy up the other items as well. Although I guess we're going to pay for some of them to be identified tomorrow. Yes. Well, yeah, I have I have the plate piece, iron plate armor pieces, and the gauntlets. Do you have all that marked down on your character sheet? Yeah, and, and I think so. The wand of webs, I was thinking, I already have an AoE uh, effect... So do I. Tokus kind of does too. You do too? I have a spike growth spell that I just learned at this level. Oh, yeah. Spike growth plus web. Yeah, actually web would be good because spike growth had no utility whatsoever in this last combat because he was flying. So against flying creatures, web might be a little bit more, have some more efficacy. Well, web needs anchor points. Oh, it, it only affects people on the ground. So you can't, yeah. like, web something flying towards you. Either on the ground or between floor and ceiling. Well, we don't always fight flying monsters. Just the last couple sure. big fights, they've been flying. Yeah. Okay, well, bosses tend to fly, but that's beside <laughs> the point. We'll be, we'll be fine. Put that on a t-shirt. Bosses tend to fly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure out something. Maybe I'll use Thane's trick, try to find an anchor and drag him to the ground again. Yeah, well, I mean, I can take something, but I don't really, I don't know who should have it. Everybody has an AoE effect. I can stomp my boots. Yeah, to be fair, well, yeah, I guess I have two now, so. Okay. One of you should take it. Do you want it, Tokus? Take what? The Wand of Webs, bruh. But it doesn't use spell slots. Why not just have you have it? Yeah, I haven't really gotten a magic item in in kind of a while. Then you should take it. You guys handle it. I've got... So many things going on with my latest kit. I don't need new things. You got the lucky rabbit's foot, which you didn't use on any of your saving throws or anything. Oh, that's no. right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, you have been forgetting the, the rabbit foot, but that's okay. Well, we gave you the rabbit foot because you needed a bonus action to do besides Hunter's Mark. Yeah, lucky rabbit's foot is once per day. I should remember that. Like, I've got tons of things that are going on with my bonus actions. i got bonus actions on bonus actions. Okay, so I will add the wand. Okay. The gauntlet and the amulet we think we're going to have checked out? Yeah. I'll pay for the gauntlets to be inspected. Okay. If the amulet works the way I think it does, then it would probably be best for me to have them since I'm the healer. Mm -hmm. Have it since I'm the healer. So I'll pay for that one. Okay. And then, of course, I will pay for my studded leather armor. How would they feel if I give them 50 silver pieces instead of 5 gold? Perfectly fine. Okay, <laughs> cool. Oh, wait. Yeah, we're this is half price, isn't it? Or no, we, we're going to wait. We yeah, were going to wait, we'll wait, guys. What are we doing? Yeah, you still have to wait till tomorrow to actually do all this. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's stop. And I snatch the gold out of their hands, their greedy, greedy guild hands. <laughs> <laughs> You're still in Ezlo's room. Yeah, we're in Ezlo's room. <laughs> okay, good. Snatch it out of my hand that was considering giving it away. <laughs> put it back in my money sack. I expect we should get some shut-eye so we can be all rested up for our big uh, ceremony tomorrow. Uh, yeah. For sure. 
Ceremony, as I believe it is pronounced in some parts of this world. <laughs> All sleeping solo, sleeping alone. No sleeping together tonight, Chaba. I'm sorry. No, I'll uh, I'll lay in Aslo's bed so that he is spooning me, so that I'm the little spoon and Aslo's the big spoon. And I say, Tokus, come on. Come on, don't you want to get a good night's sleep? We can all just huddle together for warmth and uh, have sweet dreams of defeating goths. You could leave Stripey in here. I'm, I'm going to go sleep alone. No, I'll go back to my room. Remember, it, it is five silver a night in your rooms that you're staying in. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I need to deduct that. We should just buy a place. You already did. We should get another one. <laughs> One that hasn't been tracked down already. <laughs> yeah, we should sell Aslo's place and buy, like, a safe house. All right, I'll pay five silver. Make the tower your safe house. Oh, yeah, the tower could be our safe house. That's a good idea. We already have enough mm. enemies that are trying to chase us down. We really should invest in a safe house. We should. You don't think an extra-dimensional space is safe enough? No, it's definitely, it's very safe, but it costs five silver pieces a night. <laughs> that adds up. Well... That's the price for safety. We don't stay here all the time. It's 15 gold a month. That's a very high rent. I could probably rent a place in Aslo's district for a quarter of that price. (laughs) Shaba, we need to rest. We just battled a giant balloon eyeball monster. Okay, just (laughs) chill out. I need to get my spell slots back. Okay, all one of them that I spent. Well, and my other, my hex. I need to regenerate my stone's endurance, too. Yeah, like, just, just... Lay off. Okay. Aslo needs to rest. We, we need our beauty sleep, okay? All right, let's go to bed. As Tokus, like, takes off his wig and... <laughs> you retire to your separate rooms. However, Tokus, as you get back into your room, you notice something has been left for you as well. There is a small envelope Ooh. bearing the seal of the Ormog Alchemist Guild. I taste it. <gasps> it tastes like paper. <laughs> Ooh, yummy. All right, um... Okay, well, I gingerly, I tear it open, and... (laughs) 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 And it says, what? What does it say? What does it say? Obey your thirst for adventure. The Damage Guild Podcast. Hello, everyone. Bet you didn't expect to be hearing my voice right now. I hope you've been enjoying listening to the show as much as we enjoy recording it. The show's continuation is made possible in large part thanks to the support of our patrons. If you've enjoyed this campaign and would like to hear us play another campaign together, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com damageguild, where we've made available a sizable collection of bonus episodes, including a whole new campaign, where we each take turns running one adventure at a time as the DM. We also have quarterly get-togethers with our patrons online, where you can ask us questions, hang out, and talk about all sorts of things, live and in person. At least, as in person as an online video chat can be. Alternatively, if you're interested in buying some fancy dice or dice accessories at a nice discount and supporting us in the process, check out MetallicDiceGames.com and use the promo code DGP10 for 10% off your whole order. Jay and Sean have both gotten some really nice dice from them and had fun showing them off to everyone. Personally, I've been eyeing some of their gemstone dice. Having dice carved from amethyst, tiger's eye, or aquamarine would give me something beautiful to look at while I wait for the players to make up their minds. And you all know how long that can take. Remember, that's metallicdicegames.com, promo code DGP10. 
And if you decide that none of that is for you, we're grateful for your continued dedication to listening to the show each episode all the same. It really does mean a lot to us. And now, on with the show. This is the Damage Guild Podcast. The envelope contains a couple of pieces of paper with the following writing. Contained within are results for the studies commissioned previously. With regards to the ash, aside from faint traces of lingering necromantic magic, the ash behaved normally in all tests. No dangerous properties were discovered and no information on the source of the ash could be gained. The hair had no extraordinary properties. The blood showed hints of unusual coagulation and faint traces of magic. Once it was observed to have moved slightly within its container when left in the dark overnight. All unusual properties ceased once the residual magic faded, which took no longer than ten days from the time of receipt, and the blood once again behaved as ordinary blood. That's it? Sintokus, like, flips through the... Second page, much smaller, has a separate message. Your guild dues for the past month are overdue. Please make your payment of ten gold coins as soon as possible. Uh, <laughs> uh, why did I want to be an alchemist? <laughs> uh. <laughs> And Tokus is, like, seriously frustrated in having one of those moments where he's like, Why did I get all that stuff tested? <laughs> it gave us nothing! Nothing! <laughs> and I throw the letter across... The, I crumple the letter and I throw it across the room into the trash bin and score. score. I realize it had been a long time since you put those in for testing and... Yeah, out of character, <sighs> what were those things from? <laughs> it was from the very beginning, almost, of our adventure. Are you serious? No, it was... This was from... Um, so the ash was from a zombie dog that you burnt in a fire uh, on your way back from the cultist cave where you disrupted the cauldron. I wanted to see if it was weaponizable. Oh. The hair and blood were both from Iris, the woman that you found in the abandoned town. Uh, who we thought was patient zero. Yeah, but yeah. it was just normal blood. Wait a minute. Wait. And Tokus runs to the trash bin and uncrumples the paper. No! No! No, wait! Wait! They said the blood had magical properties. No, no, no. I reread the part about the blood. Shabbat, you're not in this part. Get out of my head. <laughs> and I reread the part about the blood. What does it say again? Here, I'll put this one into the chat, too. I shouldn't have thrown this away. I, we did spend a ton of money on this. I shouldn't have thrown away this report. It actually wasn't all that expensive. I like how he put it on. I know who wrote me this, by the way. The other page, your gildus are overdue. I know who wrote that. <laughs> know it. Anyway, we're not going to talk about him right now. The blood showed hints of unusual coagulation and faint traces of magic. Once it was observed to have moved slightly within its container when left in the dark overnight. But all unusual properties ceased once the residual magic faded. Now, riddle me this. Those zombies we were dealing with. Can we fast forward to the next day? I want to talk to my brethren. Sure. Okay. Your brethren. Huh? We all sleep. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to bring them the crumpled note in the morning. But before, maybe we meet up like eight or something. I don't know. When, when do we get up? Yeah, let's meet up at uh, eight and a half bells. Yeah, get some hash browns or something. Where they just stop it ringing halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's eight and a half bells, boys. <laughs> no, they just cut a bell in half. Up, oh, eight and a half. 
<laughs> Eight physical bells and a half bell. Funny, these bells don't work like they used to. Instead of ringing them, they just lay them out on the street in the middle of the, the town square. <laughs> no, can't you see? It's eight and a half bells. They're, they're lying right there. <laughs> I don't know where they get the budget for these half bells, but anyway. Listen, listen, guys. <laughs> I got the report back. Remember that experiment I sent to the, like, the materials to be experimented on by the Alchemist Guild, like, forever ago? No, quite uh, frankly, I do not. No. Nope. Do not recall. Not really. Okay, well, check it out. And I share the note with them, even though it's crumpled. Okay. So Iris was the um, the patient zero that we thought uh, was patient zero. But, but maybe she is. Because, okay, maybe maybe the blood does go back to normal. But I don't remember that being the case. Remember, like, the sludge around the well, right? That was like a maybe we assume like a blood mixture with the water and something going on in there. Well, when we deactivated the cauldron in the cave, the river water eventually cleared up. Sure, but, like, people that are zombies don't not become zombies anymore from our experience, right? Once they've gone full zombie? Mm, not that we know of, but we weren't around any of them for long enough. We never finished testing Squirmy Jeremy, remember? What we could do is go back to, what's the very first town where we searched for the brothers? Pilshire? Yeah, Pilshire. We could go back to Pilshire and see if anybody there is still a zombie. Because remember, they put the crystals all around the town to drain its life energy. Everybody turned into zombies. Then when we went back, they removed all the crystals. So if there are still people there who are zombies, then we'll know that they don't change back. But if they're not zombies, then it fades. I mean, I fear that that's not reversible, though, Shaba. Like, even if they stop being zombified, they're either really old and they can never get their old lives back where they've disintegrated to bone dust at this point. Yeah, as far as we know, they've had their life energy sucked out of them. Yeah, were these specifically people who had already died and then can't come back as zombies, or were they just super old because of the life energy? I think we found out that the stones essentially killed them and then made them really old, killed them, and then turned them into zombies. Mm. But what if there are stones that can make things young again? Or put energy into things. We never even thought about rescuing all those people, by the way. Like the fountain of youth. Yeah, I, I think that's a bit irrelevant to the the conversation, though, Tokus, right? Because we're trying to, to determine whether we think that the zombification reverses itself in the absence of those stones, right? So you want to go check on that town? Pilshire? If you think it's that important at this point... Well, let's go get our promotion first. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Or is it necessary to do that if the end goal is to stop the cultists from doing any further harm to the world? Is that just like a a smaller thing within the greater context of if if we stop the cultists anyway, then it doesn't really matter whether or not these people come back. No offense to those people. Well, the end result is determining whether the, the effects that the cultists are engendering are permanent or not. Yeah, I mean, it does kind of bum me out that an entire swath of cities in that area of the kingdom had their most of their population eradicated. But listen, we're not necessarily the good guys. Now let's go get that promotion. <laughs> okay. Great segue. All right, perfect. <laughs> We're just pretending. We wait until the town bell ringer puts another bell and a half onto the town square, and then we go and do our ceremony. Does it, like, match up with the with the other bell? Like, they're two... I'm just picturing, like, it's, like, literally down the middle, and then he, like, kind of... Probably. Places it. Okay. 
Yeah, they probably reforge them and then cut them in half again. And every, they're like welding them back together. Yeah, every half, <laughs> every half hour. hour. Every half hour. <laughs> and then they cut them again the next day. <laughs> this is the most sophisticated way of telling time that we've been able to devise. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, certainly keeps the uh, the blacksmiths or whoever in, in business. Hey, keeps them in a job. Your jobs are scarce right now. You gotta you gotta keep what you have, you know, kingdom. Uh-huh. That's not true. Actually, I imagine jobs would be really plentiful with like half the population being wiped off the planet. <laughs> wiped out. Yeah. Uh, well, that was in the neighboring country. So. Oh, well, we don't care then. Let's hmm. keep going. <laughs> you make your way to Council Chamber B and enter a small circular room. The pathway leads to the central area, which is empty except for a small desk with a parchment and quill on one side. A few rows of benches are set up in concentric circles in sort of stadium seating arrangement around the perimeter. Four chairs sit opposite the entrance, with Eldrak sitting in one of them, Elindria Faceworn in another, and two others whom you don't know, a pair of half-elves who look like they could be brother and sister. Uh, the benches are clearly intended for an audience, although the only one in attendance is an unfamiliar man sitting in the back row. I stand up on my tiptoes and wave to the drake. Hi, the drake! Guys, we know him. That's the drake. Oh, that's the Drake. Hey, the Drake. Hey, the Drake. I thought we were going to pretend to look professional for once, and Tokus, like, stands at attention. Oh. oh. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. And then I get all serious, and then we walk to the center of the room. And, like, Stripey also gets on his hind legs and also, like, tries to look spiffy, right? Did you slink <laughs> back his hair? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely combed his hair, and I march, like, with my legs straight, like I don't bend my knees as I walk, <laughs> so I just, like, keep all my limbs straight to look really professional. Goose stepping into the chamber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eldrax speaks. We now begin the review council for the promotion of Tokus Alton, Shaba Dabade, and Aslo Tendertoe. As he talks, you notice the quill on the desk moving on its own, scratching across the parchment. <sighs> Guys, we should steal that before this is over. I, Eldrak Portsend, Steel Saber, preside with Elindria Faceworn, Mithril Saber, uh, Lilith Lunafira, Mithril Saber, and Laneth Lunafira, Steel Saber. As additional council members. Yeah. Your brothers, sister. Each of the council members nods in turn as their names are announced. Elindria has a stern and serious expression, showing little emotion. Yeah, she knows how much we suck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, please continue. I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> I can't believe they made iron level this fast. <laughs> That's what she's thinking. <laughs> These have got to be the worst bunch of recruits I've seen in a generation world's really gone downhill since I became Mithril. Alright, let's stop trying to pretend what she's thinking. <laughs> Lilith, the female half-elf, seems relaxed and nonchalant, occasionally whispering something to Laneth or smiling as if she just thought of something amusing. And Laneth, for his part, seems somewhat nervous, almost like he's the one under review, but looks like he's at least trying to uphold decorum. Then Eldrak speaks again. You were tasked with slaying the Beholderkin that had taken up residence in Mycroft's tower. The council will now hear your report. I take out my googly eye goggles and surreptitiously put them on. (laughs) Shava, you're not helping. No, Aslo, you're the one to to, to talk about it. I'm just taking out the proof. We could cut the tension in this room (laughs) with a knife. And Tokus takes out the silver butter knife or whatever. (laughs) Kitchen knife and, like, cuts the tension and takes a bite. Mm, good tension. Mm, yeah, yummy. This, this is some spiced tension. Could use a little salt, though. Yeah, and I, I, I elbow Aslo to... Oh, <clears throat> yes. The report. 
We accomplished the task. He <laughs> <laughs> just takes a step back and just stands there. Yep. Um, <clears throat> good sirs and madams, if I may elaborate momentarily, briefly. The goth was a formidable foe and a quite a scary one. I believe we almost did not pee our pants, but then <laughs> recanted on that and definitely did. However, on the day we were victorious, and we also cleared out the rest of Mycroft's tower in the process. The tower is now safe to visit, and I highly recommend... Uh, but, but don't go in the basement. Yeah, just... Just stay out of the basement. <laughs> so we killed those little spore monsters in the basement. <laughs> oh, we did? Okay. <clears throat> yes. Now you're good. Then. I highly recommend that we disarm all traps and turn it into a tourist attraction to generate extra income for the guild. And start reoperating it as a lighthouse as intended so fewer ships crash on that shore. Yes. Also, that would be very beneficial to Ormog as a whole. I think if we were able to convince the king to invest a little bit of money, we could fix the place up. And uh, flip it around in a uh, couple of months. Speaking of flipping around, there's a really sweet reverse gravity <laughs> circle in there that can make some mad money for the town. Yeah, we could turn that into some kind of a ride or an attraction. Oh, yeah, show them the grappling hook. Oh, yeah, I do. I pull out the grappling hook and slowly let it <laughs> rise up toward the ceiling. <laughs> and then I pull it back down again. See? Isn't that cool? <laughs> Except you accidentally let it go too far. And there's like a mural painted on the ceiling, like the Sistine Chapel. And then it just like knocks a chip off of it. Oops. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. When you pull out the rope, you see Lilith's eyes light up and she just watches it. Nods approvingly. <laughs> wow. Big eyes. Can, can I see that for a second? After the session's over. Elindria also responds. She says... Hearing that the tower is finally completely clear is certainly an appreciated bonus on top of your task. I will have the guild leadership review your suggestion, and we will take the matter into consideration. Very good. Also, there's a strange little creature called a Nothic that we left in there, so someone might want to shoo that guy out of there. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. He's possibly not dangerous? He's no problem. He, 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 he doesn't even matter. <laughs> He's no problem at all. Yeah, well, he was no problem to us. Eldrick nods. Says, is there anything else you wish to say as your report? Uh, only that we were exceptionally brave and valiant. <laughs> and successful. Well, actually, we were really scared and we beat it with a sugar bomb, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, did mention, I, I didn't mention the sugar bomb, but I mentioned that we were scared. But yes, it was really sugar that saved the day. That's our thing, right? Innovative solutions to, to complex, complex problems. problems. Exactly. That's right. That's what the AAA team does best. We're true to our name, okay? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> we're true to our name, if nothing else. And it is true that a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, but a bag of sugar does a whole lot more. <laughs> bag of sugar helps yep. the goth go down. Helps the menacing <laughs> go down. That's right. <laughs> menacing go down. That's so good. Uh, episode title. Yeah. Oh, that was episode really good. Title. Oh, that's, that's an episode title. <laughs> Just a spoonful of sugar helps the menacing go down. A bag that's so good. A bag good. full. A, whatever. <laughs> that was gold. Uh, yeah, oh, the only yeah. thing we'd like to add to our report is that we are awesome, and we totally deserve this. 
Mm. But that's just from my purely unbiased perspective. Please use a roll for that. <laughs> you note that the quill is writing down every word that is being spoken. <laughs> we, we, can we let's start? Let's start over. Can we get a new piece of paper? <laughs> nope. We've said everything we need to say here. Yes, Gosh. we have. Eldrek uh, nods again. The report has been received and accepted into the records. Does the council have any additional questions? Elindria leans forward. Defeating a goth is certainly a challenge befitting an iron saber, but what else have you accomplished that shows your competence and loyalty to the guild and the kingdom of Ormog? Hmm. Well, we did go on one mission for the Kingdom of Ormag that we're not at liberty to talk about because it was a secret mission from the king. Stop, stop, stop. (laughs) The quill is writing. And Tokus steps forward. Actually, you physically are incapable of talking about that. Yeah. yeah. No, now now we're capable of talking about that. Yeah, but we shouldn't talk about it even though we could, okay? Wait, you you can't talk about it? I don't remember exactly. I thought he released us. Yeah, we got that thing released, removed from us with that scepter thing. The scepter. Oh, right. But listen, let's handle this, Shaba. Go ahead. For once. Go for it, Tokus. I know my charisma stinks, but... All right, so I step forward and I show them my... What do I have that lets them know I'm part of the lab? Part of the alchemist's guild? Yeah, I was going to tell them that I'm an abiding active member of the Kingdom of Ormog community by joining the guild. Uh, I plan to give back to the community through countless research projects that I'll do in the future after I put up the mantle of adventuring, which will happen eventually, and I'm, I'm in the process of becoming an alchemist. Very well. That speaks to yourself. What about the others? Oh, okay. And I step back and look at Aslo. <laughs> I didn't know this was part of the interview. Yes, we did do the one task for the king, which, yeah, we're probably, I don't know, maybe we can talk about it, but... We're basically BFFs with King Armok. Pretty much. Guys, we've done some really cool stuff over the months. Yeah, we did a mission for the king that we're not at liberty to talk about, like I said. We actually, he, you can, I mean, you can ask him. You can ask That's Parthen not Stoutheart. not going to help our case. How can they trust the us? The captain of the guard, Parthen Stoutheart, will vouch for us. Will vouch for us, yeah. Okay. We, could, we should call him as a witness right now <laughs> to this chamber. Is he in the chamber right now? And they snap their fingers and he's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, what else did we do? Didn't we fight that one cultist in the caves and restore the river? Yeah, we dismantled the cultist operations in that random cave. And are actively pursuing that to further ends. We also um, significantly delayed and or put a stop to the marauding orcs coming up north from Iron Fang. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the bridge. Yep, toward Waspel. Toward Waspel, yep. Yeah, we, we burned the bridge they were building to cross over. And their plan was to attack the trade routes uh, along the road that goes straight through Ormog. So we've also done that for Orm- Ormog. It's also Alendria, uh, something that I know you are quite familiar with, the Sahuagin menace. Uh, we also had our part in the early stages of that. Stopping it. Not part of the menace itself. Sure, yes, we were not part of the menace <laughs> itself. Uh, but we did intercept uh, some key documents Intel. Uh, in that conflict that we were able to deliver to the, uh, the respective kingdoms to make them aware of that threat early on. And is any of you on the council aware of a little place called Ildrazar? <laughs> they, they look around at each other, nope, never heard of it. Oh, yeah. Ilindria and... Lilith both nod and say, Lilith says, of course, 
Everyone's heard of that place. Any adventurer worth their salt? Well, we, we entered that place to seek counsel of sorts, and we received it and managed to leave alive as well after killing a horde of kobolds and a giant lizard and some other stuff. Not very much other stuff. And some circus bears. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't actually kill any circus bears. It's fine. We did run into a dragon. We did not engage the dragon because you advise bronze members to not get themselves eaten. So <laughs> we've, we've adhered to guild protocol, as you can see. <laughs> yeah. Elindria seems satisfied generally with your answers. And she leans back in her chair. <laughs> Leneth speaks up next. There have been reports of uh, poor behavior unsuited to Sapphire Saber members. While you've thus far generally succeeded in accomplishing your missions, you haven't exactly stood as the greatest examples of the guild's memberships. Really? That's odd, huh? Yeah, who submitted that? I don't... I can't imagine where that would Was his name Olaf? <laughs> yeah, where that would have come from. <laughs> Those types of reports are clearly... Uh, not indicative of our typical behavior. You don't know where it would have come from because there are far too many possible sources. Nibrin? <laughs> <laughs> How could you do us like that? Uh, Nibrin. Silly Nibrin. And I, again, I nudge Aslo because you should, you should give him the speech. Uh, were, were you done speaking, my council people? <laughs> my illustrious council people. I was going to say, some some indiscretions can be overlooked in newer members, but as you step up in rank, you will continue to be held to higher standards. Mm. How do you intend to show your growth and work to bring forth your good character? Well, couldn't one say that overlooking indiscretions is the greatest discretion? <laughs> <laughs> That's the advice my, my grandpappy gave me. So your tactic is to blame him if they possibly promote you. No, no, I'm simply encouraging the overlooking of indiscretions. I think it's very wise of you. I think our character speaks for itself. I don't think that need, we need any explanation there. Yeah, I mean, look, look at my character sheet. I've got a, a 10 in strength. Got, <laughs> we, yeah, look, we're, we have really good characters. I think that regardless of our, of our particular conduct, we have shown through our actions, which are far more important, that we care about this kingdom, even though none of us are really from here. We've all come from disparate corners of the globe, and uh, yet we've made our home here and we've made it our own. And we want to do everything we can to help it succeed and prosper in the future. And I think uh, all of these exploits that we've just mentioned uh, prove that. We may be a little quirky at times. We may have our idiosyncrasies. A little rough around the edges. Uh, and some of us may just be idiots. But the fact <laughs> of the matter remains that in the deepest parts of our heart, we are Ormagians. Uh, or Ormagites. True sabers. Yes. Some of us, even though they shall not be named, have had posters of the Sapphire Saber on their wall growing up. It's true. <laughs> Maybe I should be the one to give this speech and Tokus rolls a speech check. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I would advise against rolling. <laughs> All right, so that is 18 minus my negative 2. All right, so I get a 16. Listen, that fanboy that Shabba's talking about is me. I was once a miserable gnome, slaving over an old man's clothes and other things that I don't want to get into right now. <laughs> Just to make a living, after my whole family was slaughtered in the harrowing of what happened at the Rathgon Hills. From that day on, I knew I wanted to do something so that that would never happen again. 
And these two here, well, okay, even though I'm employed by that one and technically I do what he wants me to do, like little do they know that I've manipulated them to help me to those goals to prevent the cult from ever doing something like that to another culture or people group. It's not right what they did, stealing all the life force and gems from my people. Or what they did to those other neighboring countries not too long ago. But anyway, we'll work on the whole character thing, right? You said that as we go up in rank, like, okay, each time, like, our character has to be a little bit better and we have to be better representatives of the guild. We get that. It's fine. We have members in this group that have excellent charisma roles that can kind of smooth over any terrible (laughs) things we accidentally or intentionally do. So I don't think it's an issue. I think this can be mutual, right? Like, you're looking for more members that are up and coming and, and we'll, we'll get better. Maybe you should take the time to culture your team members before you just send them out into the world to be a representative of your society here. Just saying. Sorry, that was a pretty rough uh, 16, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it started off really good and then right at the end there it just kind of <laughs> just kind of plummeted a little bit. <laughs> Back me up on this, Aslo. We've been talking for over a minute. What he means to say is, we think you're awesome. You're doing a great job. We can only go up from here. That's right. I, I think that our, as I said, our conduct is not indicative of our performance. The way that we behave may be, may be a little irreverent at times, but it doesn't mean that we're any less dedicated to the guild. So past performance is not indicative of future results, right? Mm-hmm. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you could say that. <laughs> Lilith then speaks up next. Oh, I guess I'm supposed to ask something, too. Um, <laughs> kind of answered some of this already, but why did you join the Sapphire Sabres in the first place, and what's your long-term plan as members? Uh, we want to get to the highest level of Sapphire Saberness. And we joined because we wanted to be able to act as vigilante. <laughs> Shaba, no. Shaba, stop. And gently push it backwards. Yeah, he's been marked down in the permanent record. <laughs> what my associate means to say is that we are simply hoping to be brought into the fold of the Sapphire Sabres. Really just keep our heads down, not make any sudden movements or anything. Um, we just want to be a part of the, the group here for the greater good. Yep, we love the benefits, severance package, retirement. <laughs> Wait, Which I don't think they offer any of them. Yeah, we're not getting fired. Oh, I thought this was what this was about because my speech went downhill. <laughs> this is our exit interview. Uh, we wouldn't want to be part of any other guild. In the world. Except you already are. <laughs> other than the other guild that you're already a part of. <laughs> yeah, you're the only one of us who is part of another guild. <laughs> it's not a guild, per se. Uh, it's actually, like a bunch it's of nerds. called the Alchemist Guild. <laughs> uh, don't mind that. Don't mind that. I'm totally loyal and committed to, <laughs> to this organization. We're totally bombing. We're bombing our... <laughs> We didn't know that this was part of it, Drake. We're sorry. We reviewed every other Adventurers <laughs> oh, Guild in man. town, and you guys had the best benefits, to be honest. Whenever it's beneficial for me to talk about the fact that I'm in the Alchemist Guild, let's use that. But whenever it's not beneficial, forget that it exists. I can leave any time you ask, you know, if you need me to prove my loyalty. <sighs> <sighs> okay. okay, that went well. <laughs> we really like the Sapphire Saber because, well, let's be honest, it has a cool name. 
And also, because once we got into it, we realized, well, it has cool people, too. It has, in fact, some of the best people that we've met since we've been here in Inept. And we just want to be part of this group that's doing good things and that's vanquishing evil and making the world a better place, making the world a safer place. And that's really what it's all about. Well said, Choppa. And Tokus sheds a little tear. <laughs> I never thought this day would come. <laughs> Eldrak turns and looks at each of the other council members, and they nod back to him in turn. The council will now deliberate and take our final vote. We will call you in once again when the matter has been decided. And he motions for you to leave the room. As soon as we get out out of the room, I lift up my sleeves and start fanning out because <laughs> my armpits because I'm sweating so much. <laughs> Oh, Shaba, fan the other way. <laughs> this, is, this is so nerve-wracking. This is dreadful. <laughs> Goliath can really uh, yeah, we can a strong it. body stench. <laughs> just, just a lot of you. Maybe that's what it is. That's, yeah, it's true. So by the rules of the guild, at least three of the four have to vote in your favor in order for you to advance to the next round. What? Oh, boy. 75% favor? Uh. They hated us. <laughs> Yikes. I don't even think... I don't even think the Drake is going to vote in favor of us. <laughs> yeah, and it's all their fault that they don't like us. I don't understand what the big deal is. Their questions were definitely too hard. I mean, <laughs> why didn't you charm yeah. them over, Dazzler, yeah. with your dazzling? Why? Why was it me and Shaba that was talking the whole time? That was a mistake. They're <laughs> <laughs> supposed to just say, "You did awesome. Here's your promotion." Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know we were going to get interviewed. This whole like asking us questions thing, <laughs> kind of like standard job interview questions slightly adapted to the guild. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say is your greatest weakness? Well, we weren't ready. <laughs> well, what is my greatest weakness? That's the question. I think we came off as withholding information. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think we came off as not trustworthy because of that. And Tokus is just like, he's got his face in his hands and he's like, my dream is my dream is not going to come true, guys. <laughs> Tokus, Tokus, listen, it's okay. Yes. Everything's going to be fine. It's not okay. We It's not okay. We told them all about all the awesome exploits we've done and like Shaba said, our heart is in the right place even if our methods are a bit unorthodox. I think we'll be okay. I think we'll make it. I mean, if they don't let us go to iron level, all we have to do is go find another goth and kill it, right? I mean, <laughs> then surely they'll let us in. I wonder who ratted us out for not having good character. I know. I, I really want to know that, too. Our characters are awesome. It was probably Ribbon End. Ugh, maybe. Because he's literally the only other person in the guild that we know. <laughs> Could be that guy that we kept annoying at the guild, the Alchemist Guild. Maybe someone found that knoll head that I kicked under the table. <laughs> So many things that we've done that could be what they ratted us out on. Oh yeah, I forgot about that knollhead. What happened to that? Or the fact that we've been seen with black blades several times. Oh, that's yep, true. there's that. Yeah. And if anybody searched our rooms right now, they would find three cultist robes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they totally know about the package, don't they? Like they no, screen the mail, don't they? Did you, hide, did you leave those like just laying on the bed? I oh, suppose? I left those in the hallway. Oh, oh yeah. no, yeah. I left them on the coat rack, just hanging there. <laughs> we got oh, no man. chance. We got oh, no chance. Gosh, we're done for. I think the girl, though, the one that seemed a little um, out there, I think she'll vote for us because she wanted to play with the zero-g gra- uh, grappling hook. Yeah, she wanted to play exactly. with the grappling so. hook for sure. She's a little spaced out. So she wants to be in our good graces. That's why I withheld it. Smart. That was good, Aslo. <laughs> yeah. Good job. So we got one vote for sure. What about her brother? 
I think if she can convince her brother, then we all we need is either the Drake or Alendria. I don't think, uh, what was her name again? Alendria. I don't think she's going to vote yes for us. Hmm. I think she's the no. I think we have to put an end to her. But the Drake and us are, we're good buds. We're good friends. He'll vote for us, surely. I don't know, man. I think we're kind of a nuisance to him, too. We don't treat our barkeeps really well. We got maybe, maybe, you know what? Maybe we do need to turn over a new leaf a little bit. Hmm. What, give him a higher tip? Maybe, no. Maybe, maybe we do start to act like the heroes. Nah, that's a dumb idea. I, I don't know where I got that from. Yeah, forget about that. <laughs> you hear some muffled voices inside the chamber. Sounds like some of them are shouting back and forth. <laughs> That doesn't sound good. Yikes. <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all. That's not good. That's not good. Unless they're shouting about who gets to play with the grappling hook first. <laughs> 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 yeah, some brothers and sisters are like that. I that's hope that's true. what's happening. I hope so. It does sound like one male and one female voice, but you can't be sure who it is through the thick door. Mm. That could be many different combinations. After about ten minutes altogether... The door opens up. It seems like it just opens on its own. Okay, wait, let's work on this, guys. Let's look really, really prim and proper. Tokus again pops out his chest and, like, X. We straighten up. All heroic and soldier-like. Yep, I don't bend my knees or my elbows as we walk into the room. You're not a robot. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And we come on in. Guys, guys, that only took ten minutes. That's either a really good or really bad sign. We march to the center of the room. Once you've taken your places... Eldrak looks towards you, says, 